Good evening. Tonight we are going to be talking about rubbish. You're listening to the spotlight, and I'm not. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, we've got something of a more serious note, and I'm going to throw it over to Sarah to explain and to introduce. Good evening, listeners. I'm Sarah, and today we are going to be talking to um, Elaine from currently living in Indiana, and she has a story to tell. Her daughter Andy's been missing since August 6th of 2022, and I'm going to give it over to Elaine. So, hi, Elaine. Hello, Sarah. Um, appreciate you guys taking the time to let me share my daughter's story. Okay, so the whole, the whole purpose of us living in Indiana was for uh, my girls to live closer to their dad. Uh-huh. Texas and he was here. We were divorced, and I didn't want them to have that, you know, daddy issue. Right. So I decided to pick up and leave all my friends and family and move to Evansville so that my girls could be closer to their dad. That was my whole intention. Um, looking back now, I had to have to. I regret moving back. That's not how it played out. Because you're originally from Texas, right? <laughs> Texas, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I'm not, uh, as the years went by, I, you know, just, our girls were always with his mom because he was married. His wife had no kids, or his new wife had no kids. And, Ready for kids, she want kids, and um, whatever their issue was. uh, Anyway, the girls would end up staying with his mom on his day. Um, yeah, but they were good, you know. And I had a good, you know, it was good to have, you know, a babysitter, you know, while I was working, and that, you know, his mom or. Your daughter's smoking cigarettes? The, yeah. Yeah. Andy. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I think they started letting her smoke when she was like 14, 15. Oh, yeah. And um, I voiced and I told them. And they just disregarded it like I was, you know, this is my house. She's here. She's going to do what she wants. You know, if we... They bought her cigarettes. Yeah. What can I do? I was in, you know, I said, then it comes in and started with the, uh, with the weed smoking. 
Oh, your ex? He was yeah. smoking the weed, or he was allowing Andy to smoke it? He, but they both were smoking it. Okay. And, um, Andy was probably about 14, and, um, maybe 15. I'm going to say no, no, because it was before her quinceanera, so it was, it was younger than yeah, 13, something like that. Okay. Um, and, uh, then, uh, then a little sister, you know, was right behind her. And I started losing a battle here. Because <laughs> um, when they were with me, you know, I may have let them got away with a little drink here and there, you know, but not anything. And I'm not trying to blame nobody. Right. I'm just just letting you know where it started. <laughs> um. Uh, and when Amy turned 15, she had a and I, and we were supposed to move to Texas. Um, but they talked Amy into staying here. So, she ended up staying here with her dad. Mm-hmm. And her little time moved back to Texas. But we ended up moving back because I just, you know, I didn't have the, what the baby said, you know, the, have anybody to watch my daughter like I did here. Right. So it was hard for me to work. So we came back, and that is when, and I didn't know at this time that, but when we came back, Andy Henry, the guy she was dating, got her started on the opiates. Like, Lord's have shit like that. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, yeah. no, you can swear. Like, you can swear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that until... Um, my medication sucks because I have back problems anyway. So I see a back specialist. You know, it's like I was, you know, I said before, I didn't, I was dumb to the drug world. I didn't know these kids were taking pain pills and, you know, anxiety pills. And I didn't know there was all this stuff was, that they were taking. I thought it was just like, yeah, the um, the painkiller market even here in Canada is pretty bad. So we've got was, a, we've got a lot of fentanyl you know, was, issues. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, so, we have we have um, a lot. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So um, I started noticing my anxiety pills and my anxiety pills and my anxiety pills and my anxiety pills what I was, I've dealt with for years. That's really, excuse my language, really fucked me up in my head. Yeah. With my girls and her, her dad's side of the family. Um, but, uh, and I'm talking about the disputing. Um, he can try to take me to court, take girls from me when I moved here for him. Yeah. Um, all that didn't work out for him though. But still, you know, um, and I kept, I kept moving back and forth, back and forth. And I finally said, okay, please, let's stay here. But anyway, the drug started. When I noticed the drug started, I went to Eric and was like, we need to have a talk with these girls. Um, I need your help here. 
because they're taking my medication. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think I need to be involved because that's your place. When they're with you, that's your time. You need to take care of that. So you had no help from you had no help from your ex. None. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, he was like. I'm not, you know, we're not together, that's your problem, you deal with it. And things got, things, they were getting bad. Um, but then, okay, so then he just ended up, his wife, second wife ended up moving to Louisville, and he stayed here, she didn't want to leave the girls, which, you know, which I'm kind of proud of him, okay, okay, I see, you know, he was like, he told the girls, you know, I'm not going to worry about no females. I'm going to, you know, concentrate on you guys and building a relationship with you guys. You know, yada, 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 blah, 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 um, And Angie's always had this thing, and, I, and it's because when me and Eric, do, Eric and I divorced, Eric just put up a fight with them. Uh-huh. So Amy always had this feeling, or for some reason, felt that her daddy didn't love her. Her daddy didn't want her. But I always reassured her that her daddy did love her. Because he did put a little effort into, you know, picking him up when we used to meet in Joplin. Yeah. Um, you know, if he didn't love you, he wouldn't want to have anything to do with you. Well, as she got older, the first wife, you know, didn't like Andy. Um, I, don't, I don't know, maybe because she looked just like me. I don't know. Um, I, we always thought that was the reason because she, she didn't do a thing to do. You know? Um, growing up, she always had to hear from her grandma, you're just like your mother. You look just like your mother. You know, like, that was a bad thing, but <laughs> that was always the thing that, that was said to her that was supposed to offend her. Right. Uh, um, so anyway, so Amy always had that even before the drugs because I have little letters that she used to write me. You know, and um, so anyway, um, so I thought, okay, this is going to be a good thing. And single, you know, he's going to spend more time with his daughters. I don't know, two weeks later, he got some stripper pregnant. I don't know, something, I don't know. Um, well, then here we go again. Yeah. You know, staying with grandma, and he's up there with starting his family. But she, you know, I don't, that was his business. What hurt me was, it hurt Amy that. She felt pushed aside. She wasn't getting that attention she wanted from her dad. She wasn't getting that love. So the whole whole point of you moving to Indiana after the divorce was to avoid these daddy issues, yet it seemed yeah. to happen anyways. Happen anyway. That's why I told you. you know, I should have stayed. Yeah. It happened because Andy had really poor choice of guys. Yeah. But it was because she she latched on to who gave her that attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it was the wrong guys who gave her the attention. Yeah. Um, horrible. And I would let her know, I, you know, I didn't hold my feelings back. I let her know how I felt about them. If I didn't like them, I didn't like them. Period. Yeah. Um, but uh, there again, I didn't have the support. I told Dad, I don't like this kid. 
I really would appreciate it if Andy didn't go over there. No support. Like I said, no support from either the grandparents or him once he died. And he's the one, I'm not going to say he got her, he's the one that got her addicted. He did get her started. And then she got addicted. Right. <sighs> so. I mean, I didn't have that support. I didn't want her with this guy. I knew. Is this the same guy that she was with, like, just before she disappeared? No, this is her first oh, okay. love. She, the name that she has tatted on her arm. Okay. Love. Whoops, I forgot to turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Let me just... But like I said, I'm not going to for her. And I'm just saying that's how she got started. Yeah. Um, and what age was she at when she got started with the drugs? Yeah. She yeah. When she was 15, 15. And she stayed here. They, you know, the Wagner stopped her and staying here. And we, Alex and I moved to Texas. Uh-huh. And, well, I didn't know until I moved back a few months, I guess, a few months, maybe a year. I don't know. I started noticing, you know, I, I was, I don't know, I was stupid. I wasn't paying attention to my pain pills and anxiety pills because I didn't, I didn't, like I told you, I didn't know. I was dumb when it came to this stuff, to these drugs. I didn't, and it never dawned on me that that would do that. So, but anyway, um, you know, I talked to my girls, even when they start smoking weed, like, you, you know, you guys said, I know weed is not that bad, but, you know, what are you going to do when you get bored with that hot? Yeah. I said, that's where it's, baby, I said, where it starts. You're going to get bored with this high, and you're going to look for another one. You're going to look for another high. Another one. I'd be like, no, mommy, no, no. We just lit. I tried. I, I tried. The, the thing is, is that Chances are they would have been fine with just the weed if only they weren't, like, only if Andy wasn't introduced to the other stuff. And this is where his, his influence comes in because she's the one that started them on the map. Yeah. But I didn't know that until years later. So but, is, um, does, is um, Evansville, Indiana, like, is it big in the drug scene? Like, because I'm not yeah. sure what the statistics uh, are. Is it really, eh? Yeah, I mean, there's overdoses all the time. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. There's, you know, we've lost, we've lost friends. And when I say friends, I mean, like, my girls, the people they grew up with, their little friends, we've lost them to overdose. Wow. We actually lost a friend a Uh-oh. few years back. To overdose. I don't, know, so, I don't know if she can hear you. You'll have to repeat it for me. If you keep up with the news, there has been a lot of us uh, get hot in Evansville because it, I mean, it was it was an overdose. Yeah. Overdose. We, we lost a friend a couple of years ago to an overdose as well. So we've seen it happen. So we get it. You know. <laughs> and Andy, she, um, when I lived when I, and this is why I say I kind of feel like I failed them, but in 2018, 
and he was maybe 22 or something like that. And now it's just 19. Things just got so out of control, and I couldn't get any help. In 2016, it got out of control. Yeah. 17, then 18 just got so, I mean, just, I was losing myself. So I said, you know what, I'm going to, I live here for you guys, so you can be close to your dad. But you guys are so still. I'm gonna move back home. You guys wanna come with me? Come with me. I'm not, but I gotta go. Because I was. It was just too much for you. <coughs> no. Um. Okay. Um. Alex lives with me, in Texas, for about three months. She decided she wanted to come back, so she came back. Then Andy called me and said she wanted, you know, she didn't want to be here anymore. So I came and got her. Uh-huh. She lived with me for six months. Uh, like I said, I'm, I wasn't the, you know. You either work or you go to school. Yeah. But you're not going to go be out all night and just be laid up in the house all day while I'm working. I'm 22, 20, yeah, 22 years old. Mm. Um. She was with me for six months. Yeah, we did get into it and a few times in Vernon. She was doing good at first, but then she got the wrong crowd. Vernon's a very small town. Yeah. Very small town. Doesn't matter, you know. It's everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, and then she ended up moving out of my house. Or, I don't know. I told her she had to leave if she wasn't going to work. So she moved in with a boyfriend in Texas. But I knew where she was. Right. You know, like I said, small town, everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew Andy was my daughter because she was this, like, like, fitting image of me, you know? Yeah. So everybody would, and they saw her, that's Elaine's daughter, you know? <laughs> so I wouldn't work if they knew, you know, I knew I could ask anybody, have you seen Andy? Yeah, you know, it's small town. Yeah. But I never told her. Never once did I ever tell my girls, no matter what they put me no matter what they did, no matter that never told them. They were never welcomed back to my house. Right. You just needed to put some rules down and give them responsibility to keep them busy and out of trouble. Yes. Well, that's parenting, essentially, right? So, yeah, yeah you're never going to turn your kids away. You just hope that no, they make better choices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, she ended up, six months later, telling my mom, I want to go back to Abby. I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, yeah. Okay. So I brought her back, and I don't know what happened from, oh, I was in 2020 when I brought her back. Um, January 2020, I brought her back, and um, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Right. The thing of Sarah is when you, in my opinion, some people, some kids, I'm not going to say all, when you give them money all the time and they're not working and they don't need the money, you know, and they keep asking for money, they keep asking for money. What are you doing with, you know, the, 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 the grandparent, the grandma, I'm going to say, didn't hesitate, always giving them money, always giving them money. And I even talked to her about that. I said, you need to stop doing that. I'm trying to show these girls the value of a dollar. If they want to, you know, get a job, 
good job. I don't need them thinking everything is going to be handed to them. I hear you on that. <laughs> you know? Yep. And I, I, I think it was like, okay, but what if she was like, if they're my granddaughter, they need money. To, I said, okay, what's going to happen if something happens to you tomorrow? Because I don't do it. Yeah. What, what if something happens to you tomorrow? And they, who are they going to go to? She was like, well, her response was, well, at least I won't be here to see it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, but I had no support. And I was always catching them. I was, I, so I used to be a JCO, juvenile correctional officer. Okay. Worked at a state, worked at penitentiary. Mm-hmm. So I was always in the mindset of if something didn't sound right or something didn't look right, I'm going to look into it. And I always caught him there. Yeah. Even when they were grandparents, and I would go over there and ask, where are my girls? The show so good. Like, mm, now something doesn't sound right. I'd go look for them, and I would catch them all the time. I always say that's put... another reason why they didn't like being with me, because I was a nosy mom. <sighs> so what are you doing, mom? Where are you at? Who is this? I'm the same way um, with ours. Like, we, we always, well, ours is a lot younger, but... Um, it's always like, no, I need to know where you are or where you're going, whose friend's house you're going to this week. E- even if she's in my parents' care, because sometimes she stays with my parents, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I, I kind of get it. You kind of lose a little bit of control. Um. same way um i i have a question though um what made you think to reach out to us i've been reaching out to a lot of people um because i'm not getting the support here i'm not i feel like i'm not getting andy's story he's not being recognized Yeah, she's fantastic. She noticed it first, and then she retweeted, and that's where it kind of took off. Yeah, I think that's where I found your story as well. Yeah. Sarah reached out to me, or I reached out to them, I'm not sure. (laughs) I don't even remember now. (laughs) Uh, Don't get me wrong, as small as our audience is, I'm glad to share it. 
yeah, we, our audience may be small, but we can share it and we can get it out there. So let's go a little further ahead to just before August 6th. So what was going okay, on with so, Andy just before then? So Andy, uh, so Andy, we would talk constantly FaceTime and she told me that, mommy, I want to get out of this place. I need to get out of this place. Um, I'm tired of waking up every morning feeling sick. I don't want this life anymore, Mom. And if I don't leave Evansville, it's going to swallow me whole. Yeah. I said, okay. I said, I will be there in August. Can you just please hold on to August when I go for your sister's 21st birthday? And this is where I cannot forgive myself. On August 6th, you left with a guy named Rose and left her grandparents' house. So Alex said that she saw her for all of 10 minutes when she, uh, when she came to the grandparents' house to grab some stuff. Is that correct? Yes. Um, Andy was kind of being shunned by her family here at this time. Um, when allowed to be, come around, she had to be clean. Yeah. Like I said before, I don't. What my understanding is when you're on heroin and fentanyl, you can't really do it on your own. Right. No, you can't. So her only choice was you either get clean or you can't come back. Right. Or you can't. So she was, you know, what, how do they say, couch surfing, I guess? Yep. So she came to her grandparents' house that day and Alex a little upset with her because she thought she was going to be able to visit with her sister. Now, Alex, that is so, you know, she was, she was in it deep too, but she got caught up in, in, with the law. Oh. Okay. So, at this point, Alex had been clean for some months now because she was on probation and had to get tested and all that stuff. <laughs> so now, Alex is clean. She's seeing everything different. She's, you know, and out, Andy isn't. So now they're kind of, how do you say it? They're not as close anymore. They're butting heads. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Alex said she came over to the house and grabbed some clothes. And I said, well, did she seem okay? She's like, yeah, she, she wasn't high or anything. She just, you know, she came over for a little bit. She said, I thought, you know, she was going to stay longer. But she grabbed some of her clothes and she gave a hug. Like she always does. And, um, and this is what they mean by we knew something, they knew something was wrong because Annie might stay away from them two or three days, but three, she would come home and visit or whatever, or even phone call. Yeah. She stayed in contact in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she would even call me and be like, hey, mommy, just want to let you know I'm doing okay. Working at CBS. You know, always just keeping me. Oh, hey, mommy, I miss you. I love you. You know, we kept in contact. And she had a job. She was, had, she was working at CVS at the time, at the same time? Uh, yeah. No, she was working at CVS. Oh, okay. And um, I don't know what happened, but the grandparents ended up keeping her out because, like I said, Alex was on probation. Yeah. I think they were being blamed on Andy and stuff. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. It was just crazy. So then Andy ended up being kicked out, even though she was working at CVS. She was trying, you guys. Yeah. She was still being 
anyway, um, she works for a place called Security, Securitas or something, working for Security. Yep. Okay, um, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's what, uh, that's what she was doing that. And, um, okay, so then things were getting worse with Amy. Uh-huh. Uh-oh, Andy would tell me things. <laughs> worried me, you know, with this whole sex trafficking stuff. You know. Yeah, because I think I remember you saying on the one podcast that sex trafficking was really bad in Evansville, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of those yeah. topics that scare the hell out of me. Yeah. So that's why the FBI got involved, because there was a tip that she was possibly sex trafficking, and she was, she was in another county, Kentucky. So then the FBI got involved. And so, any okay, back to, she went to the Wagners, um, the grandparents uh-huh. grabbed some clothes, said her goodbye, love you, you know, not final goodbyes and I love you. Normal I goodbyes, know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just normal, you know. And then, like, August 12th, I look on Facebook and I see that her little sister posts, has anybody seen my sister? Can anybody come to see my sister? And I'm like, what? Because nobody called me. Nobody told you. No. Not not Alex didn't even call you before that? Nothing? No. Nothing. Oh, God. I called Alex and I said, what is going on? She said, Mommy, she said, we haven't heard from Larry. This is August 12th. So six days has already gone by. Yeah. That's okay. Well, um, my sister told me the same thing. You know, she came and she left and... It's not like her not to call her grandma or her little sister or to pick up the phone. So after Alex and I, you know, hung up, I called her phone. And somebody picked up, but hung up. And you didn't hear the voice on the other end? No, I didn't hear anything. It just picked up, and I said hello, and then clicked. And when I called right back, my phone was restricted. Oh. I got a message saying the phone number's been restricted. So they blocked your number. Yeah. Now, so, when did the police get involved? When did the police get involved? Uh, on August twelfth is when um, the grandma finally called the cops and reported it that she was afraid something was wrong. Okay. And so I ended up coming to Evansville. I'm, I don't know, maybe a week earlier. I don't know, but like two. This is. This is two weeks before I get her to pick her up there. Right. I just, I, it's not a coincidence. I don't, there's some foul play here. I just. Uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff, I am kind of like you. I don't believe in coincidences. Did anybody yeah. know she was planning on going back to Texas with you? Oh, yeah. She was excited. She was telling me all her friends that she was, she was leaving. And not she was, you know, she was coming. I was, I was going to try to find her a place so she could go to get clean. Because that's what um, she wanted to get clean, right? Yes, yes. That's why that was the whole purpose. She, she said she was tired of hurting. She was tired of, you know, she she didn't like this life anymore, but it had a hold of her. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, Andy, all she wanted was validation. She wanted somebody to tell her, doing good. I'm proud of you. I love you. A hug. You know? Uh-huh. Even if she told me she 
she would call me and be like, Mom, I got my first paycheck today. I ain't using it on drugs, but I bought this. And it was like a shower curtain, you know, little things. Yeah. I tell her I'm proud of you, baby. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud that you didn't use today. Even if it's just one day, I would tell her I was proud of her. Yeah, and that means a lot. And that's how she Now, she never had a history of running away. Is that correct? No. No. Yes, right. No. Okay, so we know that is definitely not an option. Like, she didn't try to go to Texas earlier. No, no, she, no. My Andy Madison and I were so close that she wouldn't do that. Yeah, she would have told you. She would have told me. Because growing up, our thing was always communication. Even if you're in trouble, I make it mad. But we're gonna get through it together, and I will back you up one hundred percent. And they know that, and they still know that. And that's why Andy was always open and honest with me about what she was doing, what she was involved in. And she even told me, and I did tell the authorities. She knew some people. Now, when the authorities got involved, did they have a reaction negatively to the fact that she had been a, a user? Or did they? I wouldn't say they it. I wouldn't say they were negative about it. I would just say they were just unconcerned. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was because they knew Andy. So she, she, Andy's been in jail one time, and it was because her and her boyfriend had a fight in front of a sheriff's house. Oh. That was that was the only time she was in jail that one night. Oh. But I don't know if they knew Andy was in the drug scene or not. I don't, you know. But you know, as time when they asked, I don't know how. I don't know how law enforcement works. But I guess when they got the information about Andy and was told that she was using, that's when it kind of got. I don't know. They didn't even. They didn't do a news report until I was here. You know, they did a report. I guess. So what Matt doesn't know is that your story, we covered Daniel Robinson back in February, and Elaine's story is kind of similar to David's, where she basically moved from Texas back to Evansville to look for her daughter. And you remember that David did the same thing. He moved from South Carolina back to, or over to Arizona to look for Daniel. Yeah. And you guys have been there ever since. Like, you've been there since Andy went missing, and I believe David's still in Arizona now, and I think he went missing in 2021 so yeah you guys have very parallel stories so we're at 40 minutes um i i think we should get out there like uh where she was last seen her description things like that before we wrap up yeah yeah okay okay so um she got uh she got involved with her like i said the first boyfriend of hers you know yeah she got involved with him um, he overdosed while they were sleeping. Oh. Uh. Um, that fucked her up. 
Yeah. Yeah. She spiraled after that. And everybody blamed her. Everybody was blaming her. And, um, and I, I knew that she was either involved in some prostituting or, you know, something. I'm not one of stupid, you know, brown hair, long hair, brown eyes, uh, tattoos. Um, my name on the left, Josh's name on the right. Uh-huh. She was, okay, she was, she was blessing with Roan. Roan lived in Newburgh. Newburgh, okay. Yeah. Up Indiana. And that was it. I mean, the six is, that was the last one. Roan was the only one, was the, one, the last one. Has he been Newburgh. questioned heavily by the police or anything? I don't know. So the police aren't in communication with you of what they have done or what where they're at in their investigation. Not hardly because because you know I go on Facebook because I you know they they're afraid of giving me any information because I've been fighting these people by myself. I go out to these places by myself because I'm not you know I'm doing dangerous stuff. Yeah, going to open by myself sometimes. Um, I would it was, I not say open city because. I got a message from several people saying they saw her in Oakland City. That was that was the last place. And then how did how do we even know if Ron even took her to Newburgh? If he took her and didn't leave, you know, his story is he went to sleep at two in the morning. She left at two thirty. Well, how are you gonna know? How do you know she left at two thirty if you were asleep? Exactly. That that's suspicious to me. Um, she didn't have a car, so who did she leave with? I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Oakland City is my spot because that is what everybody is telling me. I'm getting message after message after message, nonstop. Oakland City, Oakland City, Oakland City. <laughs> um, things that I hear or things that it, I've been told are things a mother does not want to hear about her daughter. You know, about what might have happened to her. Yeah. The the might haves are not what you want to hear. You want to hear, okay, where is she? What has she been yeah. doing just before? Let let us yeah. not think that way until we have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, then I got you know. Then Rick White reached out to me. And then Rick reached out to Ronnie. And then there's Haley, right? And myself. We've been doing all the sonarning and you know going into the lake. We got Rick got permission from. The Peabody coal mine, you know, pits and stuff that they gave us permission. Yep, y'all, do what you gotta do. We get permission from land owners. You know, we don't have to go get warrants. We just basically ask and they're like, yeah, go right ahead. So here we are doing this, all this searching because I'm told by the cops, you have to find your own search. We don't have the resources. But Evansville isn't that small, so I don't buy that excuse. Yeah. I asked about dogs. You have to find your own. You have to go, you know, try to get your own, what do you call them, cadaver dogs. Because we don't have the resources. We should try to hook you up with Trace Sargent. I think she's in Atlanta or something, or in Georgia. I have to look into it. I'll try to look into it and then send you information. Uh, have you looked up any private detectives? Have you, Matt wanted to know if you looked up any private detectives. We have, but I just... I, I can't afford. I had one private detective call me um, 
but he was talking about $100 an hour. Holy, yeah. I, there's, there's no way. I didn't, so I kind of got away from that because we did have a GoFundMe for Andy. Um, and I've gotten a good response. And that's what we've used for, like, you know, supplies and stuff to go searching during the summer. Yeah. And then where Andy worked at CBS, her manager donated stuff to us. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That like, you have that support from them. Water. You know. Yeah. We've been to these churches, and I, and then here, here I go with the, uh, I'm going to go back with Twitter with Nancy Grace, and then I think, dang it, I can't remember who it was, it was a CBS or NBC, I don't know, one of the big platforms called Fox, it was Fox News, I did an interview with them, as soon as all that started happening, hey, we need to have a meeting about Andy's case, that's when they started picking up, yeah, started calling, you know, um, but now I just, I don't know, I can't do that anymore, so, I was doing so much, you found, you found um, clothes. You were led to this property. You found clothing yeah. that you thought might belong to Andy. You picked it up and you took it to the police. Correct. Uh, yeah. 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 And um, th- and then you were able to a, search the house. I, yes, I got a tip about a house on Great Street, and um, so then I got a hold of law enforcement and like pleading with them, please, can you just please check this out. I was shut down. I said, you know what? I'll do it myself. I told him, I will go by myself. Abandoned house. And I went, my boyfriend took me to the doctor's office. And we just happened to see that house. I said, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. It's a, board, it's a boarded up house. Let's just walk around. He said, okay. So he pulled in the back. We got out. I walked around the house. I saw a bag of clothes. I opened it. Went through it. Didn't see anything. So I walk on the side of the house, it was a school, you could barely fit through the house and fence. I see the pile of clothes, I start going through the clothes, and I notice some clothes that possibly are Andy's. You know, I didn't just pick them and say, okay, this could be her. No, these are clothes that I see her in. Yeah. And I, I, like I told you, like, I know Andy is not the only person in the world that has these type of clothes. But how is it that somebody tells me about this house and I find clothes that could be hers? Right. Again, so, there's no such thing as coincidence. That, that, that's right there. Finding her clothes, I gave them to my boyfriend. Um, it, it just opened up a whole new. So, my boyfriend says, there's a busted window right here. What do I do? Crawl in the hall, in the window. And at first, everything just does not look right. There's plastic and dirt over concrete. You know, it just didn't look right. So I started pulling the, the plastic, and I, there's like four shovels down there. I start shoveling the dirt off the plastic. I pull the plastic, there's concrete, you know, and then I start moving some more dirt, and there's concrete. Of course, that's going to look suspicious to me. Yeah. I start crawling through cross space. There's dirt in there the top and then I go through another hole of dirt you know another I'm calling 
anyway, it starts getting late. Because once I start, Sarah, I, it's hard for me to stop. Yeah, I think I would be the same way. And my boyfriend is yelling at me because it's getting dark. And he couldn't. He would have been down there with me, but he couldn't sit through the window because it was too small. Mm-hmm. So he's getting worried. And I was like, okay, I, I can't do this to him, you know. So I come out and call my friend Ronnie and uh, um, Haley and tell them what I was doing. They're, you know, they don't, they don't like, they know how I am and they're like, please be careful, please be careful. So anyway, um, the next day I called the, the lieutenant that over the detective that's on Andy's case and I tell him this is what I found. And he's like, okay, we'll bring them to me. Or we just go by and pick them up Monday. And I was like, well, I got to go to court for my daughter Monday. I'll just stop by your office. He's like, okay, just bring them here. Um, he's like, let's come in here. Let's do what you got. I opened them. And I said, you know what? Nobody knows that I have these clothes. Why don't we call her grandma? Let's FaceTime her grandma and see if she says anything. You know, she doesn't know I have these. Her dad, nobody knows. Only one person knew, and that was one of her best friends. Because, you know, I couldn't talk to Alex because she was unavailable. Yeah. But the one best friend would know because they shared clothes and stuff. You know, so he would know. Anyway, so I called. I said, I need you to look at these clothes and tell me if you notice any of them. It's not much. Probably maybe four five, maybe six, and a couple of them were pennies, and I showed him, and he, boom, right off the bat, yeah, that, 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 and that, for sure. Yeah. I said, okay, well, I needed. So the same thing with the grandma. Nobody knew but that person, and I did the same thing with the grandma. I said, I need you to look at these phones. The detective was holding, the, the, the tenant was holding the phone, my phone. I said, I'm going to hold these up. You tell me if they look familiar to you. And, you know, she was like, some of them, like a pair of socks that I picked out look like some socks that her grandma would buy her right. for Christmas. She, you know, she didn't recognize them, but she did recognize some shirts that I picked out. She said, yeah, that one, that one, and that, and pajamas. So you had two two people identify these the the clothing that you found as Andy's. Yes. And then you then the the lieutenant said he would send them for DNA testing, and then he didn't. Correct. Correct. They told me he said that you know he gave me his word, and he, he didn't want me to say anything to anybody about. We had an agreement that I wouldn't say anything to anybody about this, and that he would send the clothes. But he did make it clear to me that it was going to take a while, and you know, it was going to be a fast day. I said, I understand. I don't care, and I don't care if it's, you know, not going to, if they're ever going to go to court, that it's going to be thrown out because I, you know, like took them from yeah. where I got them. You just want proof. I said, I, yeah. Um, I got a call that he did go to the house. Is anything suspicious? And he mentioned somebody's name. I said, who is that? Well, this person lives on this street. Maybe they just, I was like, I'm, this person wasn't even named to me. Why are you bringing this person's name up? I'm not, I don't care about this person. I'm worried about this house. 
well, we're not going to look into that uh, street no more because um, a person in interest and the house that was in interest was on that street, and they, they are, um, what do you say, um, they're not involved anymore. They're okay. not of interest anymore. I said, so you don't think before this person's house got invaded or, you know, Search to work. You feel like they could have thrown these clothes at these abandoned had but abandoned house because they were of interest. It doesn't take a rocket science. Think about that. Right. I may. It may not be true, but it's a possibility. Right. So I'm told that they're not looking into Reed Street no more, and my clothes are not being sent to And they didn't give you a reason as to why. Uh, they said because they don't know where the clothes came from. They don't know who touched them. I touched them. Okay, so. You, why didn't you tell me this when we were in the room and I was showing you the, the clothes? Not only that, it, it's the it's the scientists who can isolate the DNA profiles from you and whomever else may have touched those clothes. Because whoever else touched those clothes, whether you find Andy's DNA or um, foreign <laughs> DNA, they should be able, that should be a suspect right there. Yeah, or even if people, even if the people who were in of interest with their DNA's on this. Yes, exactly. To me, that's a cop out on the police end, law enforcement's end. I'm just, and I'm, I'm just like, what else can I do? So you went back to the, you went back to the house with the owner's permission, and yeah, she, she caught a hold of me because I did a live about the house, and um, somebody told her about it. She called, you know, she she got a hold of me. I called her. She said, yeah. Just let me know when, and I think it was like the next day or two. Um, I asked her, "Can we, you know?" Like, yeah. She said, uh, "Give me a time, five o'clock, okay." So I'm on Facebook. I need a concrete person. You know, please help me. I need somebody who knows concrete. You know, it looks fresh. If it looks fresh or not, or whatever. And somebody showed up. And we cleaned it, you know, we moved the plastic, we cleaned it, swept it. Uh, my boyfriend says that there's nothing, he, he thinks there was nothing wrong with it because he said, you know, he used to explain it to me. That it was old concrete. Um, the guy that was there said, you know, the same thing, but um, confided in now you just need to get somebody who has access to ground penetrating radar yeah like, like yeah yeah which is um, not a cheap feat to get so we definitely need to well, push I, that gofundme <laughs> we need to push the gofundme so, so like, we can get the money for yeah. that yeah because um you know now i'm i came i'm out of work for eight weeks
And that's what, that's what they're showing me right now. <coughs> yeah. Wow. Like, that just tells you the dedication you have to finding Andy. You literally broke your back looking for your daughter, and it's, it's, I don't even, I don't even have words other than I'm so sorry that all this stuff has happened. I haven't been able to have words this whole thing just because I'm sitting here agog. Yeah, my husband's sitting here, he's the host of the podcast, and he's like, his mind's blown right now. Well, like, if it was, if it was... Yeah, we we will share all of that. Yeah, we'll we'll share everything we can. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I think I'm going to make the uh, cast mandatory share for this one for sure. Um, and please, if there's any updates, please let us know so that we can update uh, the people who listen to this and want to be able to find out what the hell happened. You know. You can't just give up on a life because you're sick of looking. You know what I mean? Like the it, police, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and a lot of these things are really time sensitive, which doesn't help the matter whatsoever. But, uh, yes, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We are going to push and share as much as we can. And uh, stay strong for for God's sakes. Just stay strong. I'm trying. I'm really trying. It's really hard now that I can't tell you anything. Because that way I know. Or I feel like nobody can well, I'm, I'm sure Haley will still keep looking for you, and we we can just right now with you push as much media as possible because I think that's at this point with you being laid up, that's all you can do, and that's that can go a long way. So don't don't discount that you're still doing your best and you're still looking for, her, and we're gonna do everything we can to help, and um, we'll put you in touch with some other podcasters who have a larger reach. I already kind of connected you to Sarah Turney, so I'll, I'll message Sarah after I get off um, this call and get things out. But um, we'll put up all your socials on our Facebook fan club page and our Twitter account and Instagram, and we'll TikTok it, and we will get we'll get it all out for maybe, you. Can you maybe try to ask somebody how I can go about maybe getting the clothes back? I yeah. I, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna see if I can ask that question to Cheryl McCullum. She's a former CSI and she's the head of the Cold Case Research Institute. Um, okay. You've probably heard her on Nancy Grace a few times, and she's got her podcast called Zone Seven. Um, she, she, I plan on having her on our podcast. We just haven't been able to find a scheduled time, so I'll reach out to her as well. Maybe she can get that answer for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, and. Thank you so much. I'm sorry I took so long with the story. Just- oh, no. No, no that's no. okay, honey. Actually, good timing. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's fine. We we weren't going to cut you off at all. So, <laughs> um, yeah. No, well, you and I will keep in contact, and you can keep me updated, and I can keep our listeners updated. And if you have big news to share, then we'll get you back on. Okay. Okay? Good. All right. You just take care of yourself. Okay. 
Thank you. You're welcome. And to all my listeners out there, have a good one.